Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Create your life. Create la tua vita. Create your life. Don't skip your life. You better create your life. <laughs> create your life. Create la vie. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people, happy, happy Sunday. This is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it's one of those nice Sundays here in New York City where the weather's getting a little bit warmer, so you know we're very happy about that. And we have two dynamic guests in the studio here today. And so, you know, before we even bring them in, I actually want to give you guys a chance to catch up with me. And uh, that catch up is this week, of course, as you know, for the past few weeks, I've been having the opportunity to swim, you know, taking a swim course. And it's been amazing taking a swim course. And I actually tread water for like a minute straight. So that's a big accomplishment for me. So just want you to know that. And then also had the opportunity uh, this week coming up on Saturday, I'm going to be giving my first TED Talk in California, Diamond Bar, California. So if you're in California, Create Your Life Series family, definitely make sure that you uh, come by, check it out. And also over the last two weekends, I've had the opportunity to do Um, debt-free college seminars, one for Delta Sigma Theta uh, Sorority Incorporated and also another one for my fraternity, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated at the Northeastern Province Kappa League, which is our group of young men um, who we mentor in different chapters across the country. And so that's been amazing. Those were some really, really great experiences. And last thing that we need to catch up on, of course, is that I was able to republish my book, uh, the 2.0 version of 10 Ways Anyone Can Graduate from College Debt-Free. And so that was a a task in its own. But, you know, as with anything, it always requires balance. And when we're talking about balance, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we have our two guests here today, because these dynamic uh, ladies have been able to achieve balance by doing something that I think every entrepreneur does at some point, which is moonlight, working that nine to five, and then also being able to kill it on the entrepreneurial side. So Mem Connect founders, uh, please say hello to the Create Your Life Series family. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming. I remember we met probably, what, three months ago? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. (laughs) We met through my boy, Eddie, um, who was like, you have to interview these ladies on your show. They're dynamic. All of the stuff he said. And I was like, you know what? All right. No problem. I'm going to follow up with them and follow up with them. And then finally, we got you guys in here. So definitely happy to have you. Um, So what is the name of your company? Well, the name of your company is Mem Connect. But what is Mem Connect? Let us know, please. So MEM Connect is short for Minorities and Media Connect, and it's essentially an emerging networking and content platform um, developed to help minorities, people of color, um, find jobs in the media industry, um, get access to resources, and just connect with a digital community nationwide. Okay. And how did you guys come up with the name MEM Connect? Honestly, it was by accident. It was something like an accident. Netta, well, Netta will probably be able to tell you a little bit more, but Netta is actually from Tennessee. I'm from Jersey. Um, she started a group me called Minorities in Media. She was in PR. She's like, I need contacts. And so right. 
got looped in super early. At that point, it that's really where it started, but we really added the connect just to make it a point that this is a community. This is a tribe. This is like literally the place where you're supposed to connect with people to kind of talk about ideas, to go through the ideation process, to really do the exchange of information, to learn about how to actually like pivot if you want to do that, uh, pivot mm. into the right industry if you want to do that, or even just learn a little bit more about what you can do better to kind of propel yourself and put yourself in a little bit of a better placement in order to secure or land that gig or get that job. Because I think that, like we were talking about, the mystifying sometimes a process and just like job hunting or landing the gigs or getting clients, it's that big of an open space for us to do that. So the connect part got added on just to make that a point. Man, you said that so well. <laughs> you just broke that down. So I know uh, for, for a little while you guys were um, going through trying to figure out exactly what MIM was or what it was going to be. How did you get, what was the process like and how did you guys narrow down to be able to put it into such great words as you just did? <laughs> right. It took us about a year to really figure out what we were doing because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you get excited and you start something, you're like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want right, to do 10 absolutely. different things that have nothing to do with um, our initial platform idea. Mm-hmm. So it took us just like really tuning out the noise, tuning out what everybody else was doing, um, having tunnel vision and saying, what kind of product can we make that is truly going to help people? Right. Um, so that's when we came up with our three um, tactics, basically, um, resources, access, and a digital community. And those are things that we were honestly already doing, and we didn't have to think about it. People joined MemConnect for those. They told us what they wanted, and we were like, oh, okay, wow. that's it then. Absolutely. You always have to listen to your target right. and your target audience. Okay, so it took you a year to narrow it down. And how did you two connect? Like, what's the story there? I feel like there's always, like, a chemistry <laughs> or a story. You know, you just got added into the group, me. or But even with that, there had to be a relationship built. You know, how, how did this organic chemistry come about? Um, so, like Bianca was saying earlier, I initially started um, the group, me, Minorities in Media, just because I was a publicist and I needed context. And as right. a publicist, you're only a show me your context. So, True. I was like, yo, let me start this group, me, get all these journalists in, and then I'm going to be good. Right. Um, however, two, three weeks later, we had over 300 people, and they weren't wow. just journalists. They were advertising. They were creatives and so forth. Yeah. And are these people primarily based in New York City? Because I know you two are based in New York. They're all over the U.S. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. And so within a couple of days, y'all had the 300. Where y'all at now? Over a thousand, over a thousand, yeah. over in the wow. Yeah. And just to add some context to what Netta was saying, something about something that's happening right now, especially with among millennials and millennials of color, is the group me culture. And there was a huge, huge like group me of New York transplants. Like I'm from New Jersey, but I kind of just like you know teeter that line and kind of like fake the funk when I can. Um, but I think that you kind of see like faces that you're a little bit familiar with over time. Like you see kind of people like topic. It was almost like an AOL. It's almost like an AOL chat room, like yeah. from way back in the day. That's like, exactly that's what, what it is. is. That's what essential group me. That's what essential group me is doing. Like a lot of micro community building. Yeah. So at that point, you know, once I got looped in, like super duper early, but it saw the growth like accelerate super quickly. Mm-hmm. I. I hit. I sent a direct message to Netta. Literally, slide in her DMs. Like, look, <laughs> slide in um, DMs. I'm not sure what you are thinking about doing with this, but this is huge, and I'm willing and to build this out with you. Like, let's let's make this happen. And honestly, when I created the group, me, I wasn't thinking like, yo, this is about to be a business. Right, and right. We're gonna have all these people. 
not thinking about that at all. So when Bianca um, DM'd me, it was like, whoa, light bulb went off. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like that's how it happens oftentimes is that you're really just starting out with an idea that comes from a need and then it just grows. Mm -hmm. And you feel me? It's like, oh, I need this. Then everybody else's need expands as well. I mean, everybody else needs it. The people who need it. So I think that's really cool. Um, So you guys are both working. Yes. Nine to fives. Nine till. Oh, nine until. Wow. Nine until it's done. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) How do you... How do you achieve that balance in making sure that this community is still growing but going to work during the day? Um, I'll say one thing that initially what really works with us is like we have a really good partnership. Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me. We have a really good partnership where it's like we're both understanding of the fact that like we have our primary like this is this is what we got to do in order to keep the lights on right now for the time being until we can actually like jump and kick this off so there are times where it's just like i'm up and i'm just like Netta, like i can't do anything right now until i leave the office like i might be here till 10 i might be here till eight like i have to fi- i have to finish this mm-hmm. pass the baton off to Netta, and Netta's over here running then there's days when Netta's just like look the way that my life is set up right now like, <laughs> i know we're trying to create our lives but the way that my life is set up right now, right. i literally cannot do this so i need you to kind of take this over and pass the baton over so mm-hmm. that's what's been really helping and propelling us because i can say like i wouldn't be able to do this by myself like this is just this is a lot to take on it's overwhelming sometimes it's but definitely it's good to have that sense of support and have somebody keep you accountable when it's just like you have to be super efficient like when you say you're gonna do something get it done and if you're not able to do it manage the expectations now like like, look, I'm, I said I was going to do this. I thought I was going to do it, and I tried it. But, like, here's where we're at with it, and here's how we're going to move forward with it. So it's been a lot of, like, being communicative, being communicative and even with our teams, too. Yeah, and transparency, too. Like she said, if I, if I said I'm going to do something and I just realized, like, I can't, don't just keep saying, oh, I'm, it's in the works, it's in the works, just say, I, I didn't do it. you got to support, support mm-hmm. each other, definitely. Yeah. So how big has your team grown now? Like, how big are you guys, is you guys' team? About, about 15. Yeah, about, about 15. 15. Wow. Volunteers, right. people who believe in the dream. Right. And the dream team. Most of them have been here since um, the group me days. So they've seen, like, the expansion of Mem Connect. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They're doing it for the culture. <laughs> yeah. Hey, definitely. doing it because it, it matters. You know what I mean? To see other people like you reflective in the industry. And so you're in PR, Netta, right? I'm in advertising. You're in advertising. Yeah. Okay, and, and Bianca? I'm in advertising TV. Okay, yeah. advertising TV. Wow. Um, do you see a lot of people of color represented in this industry, or how's your experience been? I mean, I know there's a desire to create the group, but well, I would say that in certain and from the behind the scenes, no, not not entirely. And I think that if I would like to sugarcoat it or bubble gum it, like there would be like why would we be here even talking about it, right? Absolutely, um, because like it's I think that there's a there's a little bit of a dichotomy that like minorities in media literally has such a huge influence, but we're not necessarily represented when it comes to the workforce. Mm. So I think that that was where that emergence and that comes to a place where it's just like, Ooh, like I'm not the only like black face in a white space. Like, Oh, I have like this like Hispanic girl. Like I can kind of connect with just like, you know, like it's, and it's not even just a matter of just like, you know, Oh, I'm just, Oh, I'm going to migrate all over to the black people. But sometimes you feel that there's a little bit of a, an isolation that happens sometimes indirectly that sometimes it's, just out of your control so being able to connect with somebody that you can relate to in those challenges is really dope to have and it kind of propels you to want to even do do better while you're in your job or in the workforce how important do you think it is for people to find out about jobs i feel like there's a lot of jobs in media that aren't publicized most of the time people are looking to be the talent 
how important is it for those jobs to be advertised and what are some of the initiatives that MIM is taking in order to make sure that people uh, find out about the job so they can be a part of the workforce and not just the talent? So one thing um, Bianca and I actually focus on and MIM Connect focuses on as a whole is mid-level jobs. So anybody can get an entry-level job. We see a bunch of minorities at the bottom level. However, when it's time to be promoted, that's mm -hmm. where we struggle. So that's kind of our focus and our our personal initiatives is to get people there so we can get them as the CEOs of these companies or VPs of these companies, ETC. So it's a lot of the decision-making. It's the decision-making. So what we've noticed, like as Netta said, what we've noticed is that like getting internships and entry-level jobs is not that hard, mm -hmm. right? It's now getting people, making that pivot or making that shift into mid-level, which mid-level and beyond, meaning those decision-making positions. So what do we have to do to bridge that gap? Mm -hmm. in order for you to kind of be able to jump in there and get that promotion or land that next job and level up where you're, you know, doubling your um, your power over in the company, your political power, quote-unquote, for lack of better words, but right. also, like, your income, too. People want to make more money, too. So it's yeah. just, like, these type of things. It's just, like, we're bridging the gap. Are you missing the management skills? It's just, like, you don't know, you know, DFP or, or, or uh, you're not, IAB certified. Like, what are the things that we can do? All these things that yeah, you don't tell us. And media. What's DFB and IAB <laughs> certified? These tell are, us. These are all like you know, um, double click for a uh, double click for publishers. Like these are programs. Mean? Meaning, like these are programs that Google would use in terms of just like advertising, like search okay. search marketing or things like that. Like there are little tiny things that you can do to make yourself to distinguish yourself in that job market and even when you come in and you get that kind of get that plug like all right i'm here and your resume looks fly right that's what we're trying to work on doing and getting people to get in those spots so okay. we've been talking to a bunch of you know human resources people at these different companies trying to figure out like nice. where's the gap between mm -hmm. what you're looking for and what our community offers so that's how we're able to hone in and like let them know the skills that they need how are you guys mastering you know, becoming, getting these certifications, making stuff happen for yourself, as well as relaying the information uh, to those in your tribe. Because I know you guys still want to climb and still want to, of course, make more money and stuff yeah. like that, especially while you're, you know, still building your entrepreneurial dream. So I how are you personally using We read a lot. Hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> what are you reading? Like, Adweek, LinkedIn, we follow, I have a bunch, over 500 people on LinkedIn um, from all these different companies, so they'll post um, about just ways that they've navigated the field there, too, so getting their personal um, expertise on it. Um, I also personally have an amazing boss at my 9 to 5, that's what we want to call it. Right. Um, he's always pushing me to excel and to learn more, and sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Mm. Absolutely. So he's like, do you know this? And I'm like, What's that? He's like, go read it and figure it out. Yeah. So I think having somebody like that that's on your back and making sure um, that you're elevating up is great as well. And for me, like you said, I'm learning how to get all these certifications myself, too, like in advertising, especially over in digital. One of the things that I had to understand how to do is, first of all, I had to seek out what I need to get. Like you have your job and then you have your career, right? Like your job is going to be posted on the Internet. It's going to be that job description that's always going to be there. And you have to get that done. You're going to have a manager there. But when it comes to your career, ooh, sorry, when it comes to your career, you're in charge of that. So you have to be able to actually like seek out the opportunities that you need or you need to identify what you don't know as 
Netta had mentioned, um, and talk to the people that do know and ask smart questions. Like, not even just like, I think a lot of times we just go into situations and we know that we need help, but we don't really know what we need help with. It's just like, Lord, fix me. I don't know what's going on, but just give me something. (laughs) But then it's just like, sometimes you have to really do a self-assessment like, okay, I don't know how to do this. This would be able to give me X, Y, and Z. Okay, I know this person will probably know, even if they don't know how to do it, they'll connect me to the right person that can. So also asking the right questions and reading and doing your due diligence to really seek out your own your own opportunities too you can create a lot of things with yourself by just like asking questions and another thing sorry another thing that I used to do um when looking for positions or figuring out how to get in these companies is I would stalk people on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and if they were in a position that I wanted I was like okay what was the position before that where did they work let me go look that up at that company and see what their tasks were so I think like you have to put some um stress on yourself like if you want to get there you like Bianca said you have to go and figure out how so LinkedIn is a great tool. That's what I was going to ask you, man. It sounds like LinkedIn oh, no, is LinkedIn, serious for y'all. No, LinkedIn, yeah. is, I'm probably on LinkedIn more than I am on, like, Facebook or Instagram. Like, I check in there just because, wow. like, one thing, LinkedIn has this great marketing strategy. Their team is on fire. But, like, they also share articles that your co like, that your connections are reading. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places where it's just, like, if you are following certain industries, they'll tell you what's trending or what's the conversation piece. So in, in addition to understanding, like, what you know, just terminology that you may have to use, but you understand, like, what's the conversation piece that's happening even right now in the industry to begin with? Like, let's talk about job innovation or just talk about innovation right now and how that's changing, how people are, are may potentially be, like, sh- it might be downsizing their job and they may have to shift into something else differently because technology is taking it over. It can make it quicker. It can make it faster. So, like, mm-hmm. these are conversation pieces that it's just, like, you have to be aware of. And if you're navigating in your career, you want to make the right decision so you don't be in a job for, like, two months and it's just like, oh, <laughs> they shutting this down. Yeah. So let me find right, something right. else. So in addition to LinkedIn, what other resources do you guys use, number one, to grow as personally in your career and also to make your business function and flow as well as it has where you're growing exponentially like this? So we talked a lot um, earlier about GroupMe and how we got 300 people in two weeks. So right. um, after that influx of people into our group and this one channel stream and people were missing conversations, we were like, we have to switch out of this, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a great project management tool called Slack, um, and we use it to house our community of 1,000-plus people now. Um, we separate it into channels based on geographical locations as well as... Um, industries within the media industry. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, so that's how we, um, navigate the conversations too. So we have one thread of course that everybody can communicate on, but if you're looking for certain things within an advertising agency or certain events in New York, you can click those channels. So it makes it easier. Okay. Are there any other tools that you guys are using perhaps for social media, maybe, uh, email marketing, anything like that? Any other tools? Um, email marketing, we use MailChimp. That is our best yeah, friend. Yeah, that's my okay. best friend. Go best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, project management, we just started using Trello again. Yeah, Trello, yeah. We, we launched Trello. Trello's been really cool just because a lot of people within the industry are already kind of using it. So when we're talking with our team, it's just like, look, like, what works for you guys? What can make this easier for us to kind of use and, and push this together? Or maybe how, simp- how do we simplify this process? And Trello's been really cool and just kind of keeping a lot of our conversation in one spot cohesively because there's a lot of collaboration that happens. Right. A lot of times when you're just like putting together events or we're doing digital activations. We're also Google Calendar crazy. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. if there's anything going on, it has to be on our calendar. Like, 
I will put a lunch with my best friend on my calendar yeah. because life is just crazy. So that's really how we keep up with everything that we have going on, too. So you guys have a team of 15 people. Yeah. Um, how do you how how do you and how did you establish a culture where if somebody didn't if somebody may drop the ball or something like that, then how do you get somebody else to fill in immediately? How did you create that culture so that the team is cohesive and you're all still working towards a bigger goal? Honestly, we're still kind of working on that because we have to realize that these people are volunteers. Right. One, we're not paying them. Two, three, they have full-time jobs as well. Mm-hmm. So they won't have the dedication and the drive like we do because this is like our baby. This right, is ours. Right. So um, it's kind of just being understanding of everything that they have going on and the open communication thing again because you, our team is really good about communicating. So when they can do something, they'll tell us. And me and Bianca can jump in. Like It's not like we're above any task. Absolutely. So I think... Um, That's part of the entrepreneurial bloodline lifestyle. Like, right. You yeah, just got to get it. Get hey. it done. And I also think that... Um, just putting people like we have Kiana, like our project manager, she will jump in and just like put things on people calendar, people on people's calendars, and be able to do that way. When we have our like mini groups and when we have our mini conversations, it's just like, look, this is what you guys. This is I'm leaving this to you guys. Tap me in, like tag me in whenever. Like this is like WWE. Tap me in whenever <laughs> you need assistance at this point because you know you never want to. I know that even for me, I had to learn that it's just like you never want to just like be so hands on on everything when you don't necessarily need to do that. Absolutely. Like, Need to learn how to delegate and just actually Delegation. allow allow people to do what they do best. And if there's a mistake that happens, so be it. We'll learn from it. Mm-hmm. But also just being able to be like, look, this is y'all. This is what you guys can do. Let me know when you need to tag me in. I will provide you with anything they need to do. If you need me to jump in, I'll jump in there too. Absolutely. And I think it gives them like a sense of ownership too within mm-hmm. MemConnect because, like I said, they've been here since group me days. So they've seen us grow. And of course, they want their hands in it somehow. So mm-hmm. giving them a specific task that's theirs is like, like their own piece of Mem Connect. Absolutely. Okay. So y'all got all this great stuff going on with Mem Connect. <laughs> What's the hardest part about managing both lifestyle, Mem Connect, and work? You're going to struggle in one aspect. Um, <laughs> yes. Just being just 100%, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, I don't have a personal life most of the time. Like, I'm usually um, working, and Bianca gets on to me about this all the time. She's like, go out with your friends, do this. I'm like, I got to get this stuff done. I can't. I don't have time. So, um, but, I mean, that's the part of entrepreneurship. If you want something, you can't can't have everything. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. So, um, like I said, I've been doing a little better scheduling lunches, scheduling whatever. Got to put the best friend on there for the lunch. Just let me know a week (laughs) in advance. But (laughs) no, but I think that. But that's. I think that that's. Yeah, a week in advance. Yeah, no. You you (laughs) said something about that earlier. This week in advance. Tell us your. your, It's like a clause. Like (laughs) if somebody's like, "Hey, let's connect." How's it go? Um, Tell me a week in advance. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Are you tell them next week or something like that? How about next week? Um. Basically, because sometimes when you're building something, of course, anybody's going to want to talk to you. Oh, my God, you're doing something so great. Let's connect. Let's do this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's, um, what's your availability for next week? Usually, if they're serious, they'll hit you up. Absolutely, follow up. And if they're not, they won't. So that's kind of how I eliminated um, people who don't really Mm -hmm. want my time. They just want to ask me three questions about whatever. Right. Trust me. That matters a lot. I actually have resulted resorted to I'll do a virtual meeting instead of a meetup because you know in New York it takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. to go out and meet yeah, but yeah. really just like you said vetting people you yeah. know are you serious or are you want to waste my time mm-hmm. you know and then I'll give you a couple of preliminary questions to see 
exactly what it is that you have to say. Yeah. And then from there, I can gauge it, and then I might delegate that and get that to somebody else. Right. And sometimes people <laughs> aren't able to articulate what they want either. Mm-hmm. They're like, right. let's meet up. Let's do. Let's partner. Partner on what? On what? Yeah. <laughs> like, give me some details so I know, like, what I'm coming into. Because I don't want to go to the meeting and you're like, let's partner. And I'm just sitting here and we're looking at each other. And it has to be in scope. Right. That's yeah. huge. You know, it has to be in alignment yeah. with what it is that you're doing. And it has to be mutually beneficial. I think that's one of the biggest aspects of uh, right. collaboration. Mm-hmm. So what, oh, what oh, about you? Oh, back the... in. We went into a whole tangent. I'm yeah. so <laughs> I, sorry. The balance. balance. No, no, no. The balance piece um, the personal life is making that a priority. Um, sometimes, like I said, you kind of go into this zone. Like even yesterday, I was supposed to go out with um, one of my girlfriends, and it was, t- and I was over at the coffee shop, and I was doing stuff. And then we, it was like you just go into a zone where you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna, do, yeah, I'm gonna end in like five more minutes. And then next thing you know, it's just like you know, an hour later, and you're still in the same spot doing, the, you know, whatever. You just kind of go into the zone. So I think that. Being clear and creating hard stops. I think that that will create a lot more efficiency for yourself. Um, and just being like, look, I need to get four things done. I know realistically, because sometimes what I'm good for is just like, all right, I'm going to put together this, this, that, and a third. And they're like huge projects. I need to break it down into steps a little bit more. Like, okay, I'm going to get this first section done of this. Is gonna I'm going to keep myself at 30 minutes at that 30-minute line. I'm going to figure out what I actually did accomplish and really, like, project plan from there. Because if I continue to just, like, go in on one project and while you're just, like, you feel good because you feel productive and, like, yes, I'm slaying this list. Yes. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> you still need to be – you need to manage yourself as well, mm-hmm. um, especially if you don't have someone on your back like uh, – you need to jump over into the next project because I'm good for doing that. Um, so I think that, and also just making time to be with family and friends. Like as much as entrepreneurship, there's a lot of sacrifices, and sometimes you even have to sacrifice a lot of relationships in the process. Absolutely, I think that I am very much so strive off of like my family and friends. So mm-hmm. like there'll be times where I don't like I'll be ghost for like two weeks, and then I'll be like. Hey mom, and she'd be like, "Oh, you're still my daughter." Like it's like, like I get shaded like that, like all the time. My mom sends me crazy text messages, yeah, yeah. just like, "Oh, I thought I thought you ran out of the country." Like it was like it's stuff like that, but it's just like you have to find ways to kind of recharge right. and just like get back into a zone. And then even when like Ned and I were talking, we're just like, we actually have to go out with people because I don't want us to go into meetings and us be square and people think that we're corny. <laughs> so like we need to have some type of balance in how we kind of communicate with people. Yeah. So it's it's also making that a priority and being a fun person to act. Because people like working with who with they, people like. they like. Yeah. yeah, and who they have relationships with. Mm-hmm. You know, what y'all, a lot of what I'm hearing from you guys, when you talked about asking, just now you talked about balance and saying, okay, you know what, I need to balance more. And then you also talked about how it's important for you to, to read and then to ask people what you don't know. What I'm hearing from you is honesty, being honest with mm-hmm. yourself and making the decision to improve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey for quite some years now. <laughs> and that has been one of the, my biggest helps is being honest with myself and saying, you know what? I want to be here in six months. Let me backwards plan it and then let me adjust and find the people who are doing X, Y, and Z so that I can do that. So yeah. I really commend you all on that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I also think it's important, like you said, um, to surround yourself with people who are kind of doing the same thing, too. Absolutely. So they understand what's going on and you can talk to them when you're being burnt out on things like that. And they can give you advice because they've been there. So you're not running around in circles doing the same thing they did 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very true. What is your favorite quote or slogan that you go by? That is, I got to know. 
Yeah, we're just full of quotes this year. Yo, <laughs> we're full of quotes. My favorite quote that I've gotten um, for one of our meetings is that passion produces perseverance. Wow. So passion That's produces powerful. perseverance. Um, when you're passionate about something, you're going to keep going and keep doing what you have to do to get it done. And Mem connect to something that we are passionate about. And there's been nights where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, my gosh, shoot me now. Ah. Mm-hmm. But um, just the love of see- seeing what we've done, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's not like if I wanted to stop, I could stop because we have a 1,000 people in there. Like, we need these opportunities. Depending on you. Right. Yeah. So um, seeing these people in New York fly to L.A. for job opportunities, seeing these creatives launch their own platforms together um, keeps me going. You could sound like you guys could almost be a, a temp, like uh, be a headhunters on the low. Just saying. Might be a service that Mim could offer. Major um, key alert. Major keys. Um, so, <laughs> so my favorite quote is, take yourself more seriously than anyone else would. I like that. Um, I like reason that. being is because I think that... Um, you don't want to wait. You don't want to really wait for anybody else to kind of give you that opportunity sometimes. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you really have to just be proactive and just be like, you know what, this is what I want. And sometimes you will have some naysayers or you have people that are quote unquote concerned or they may kind of just like sh- sh- kind of pivot you into the like the a different direction that you kind of like right. that you want to go. Right. But the reality of it is just like it's your life. You got to make Create that call. Life. You have to it's your life. You have to make that call for yourself as you are. the Your vision was created for yourself. Not for anybody else. So if you see it, you have to literally make people believe it. And that means you have to start with yourself and you have to take yourself seriously in order to make that happen. And if you mm-hmm. don't believe in yourself, how what do you expect doing? other people? Would, like if to you do like it. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense if you're not believing in your own vision. It's just like it's not anybody else's. So people are just gonna think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, well, you know, for being an entrepreneur, people are gonna think you're crazy anyway. Of course. You know, oftentimes. You know, to me, the definition of entrepreneur is uh, living like others won't so that you can live like others can't. Right. You know, but even in that, there's always this one of my favorite quotes is I am the brand I say I am, which means that you're in control of your destiny, that you are the person in the driver's seat of this thing called life. And if you're going to be the brand that you say you are, if you're going to create your life, then it's very important for you to always be of the mindset, find a way or make one. You yeah. know, nothing's going to be ideal. You know, you're going to be tired. You're going to be hungry. You know what I mean? Things are going to fall apart at the last minute. And you still got to find a way right. or make one. So I'm loving the quotes. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving them. Like, t- trust me, you will be quoted on our Wisdom Wednesdays Ooh. for that. Yay. Yeah, watch out. Create your life. We, we get busy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> our team, our team's serious too, you know, a little bit. And I, what inspired you guys to become? entrepreneurs like have you do you have any people in your fam who are entrepreneurs or anything like that what made you know that you wanted to branch out and do something on your own um for me I don't have many entrepreneurs in my family but I just knew that I just did I wanted to create stuff like I just I think that I knew that in college and through college I was still kind of going through the the traditional route because I think that I was doing all the things that I thought I should be doing but it became a point where um, I did a pageant um, called Miss Black Penn State and I had put together like this really cool like activation where it was just like this women's health festival I got all these different event sponsors I got all these different things and I did that right, right. and I did that meaning like I asked for thanks uh, that I did that meaning like I asked for help but I definitely was proactive in putting that together so I think that that kind of was just like oh wait a minute like I I kind of have the juice low key. Like, I think I can actually do this. So that, I think that one of the things that I wrote out when I was, like, writing out my goals, it was just, like, you know, I by 30, like, I want to um, 
own a company of some sort. Like I knew I wanted to do that because I think that that was, that's just where my head was at with it. Like I need to learn all the things I need to learn. And I set that out for myself when I was in college and now we're here making it happen. So, um, I always said I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I was thinking like (laughs) a couple of days ago and I, when I was little, I used to do crazy things Mm -hmm. like, my um, brother, I have an older brother and sister, and I don't know why they were borrowing money from me, but they were. And How much older? My sister is 21 years older than me. My brother is 14 years older. Wow, so you're the real baby. Yeah, my mom My mom <laughs> had her tubes tied, and then she got pregnant with me, so I was never supposed to be Nah, here. see, you was meant to be here. <laughs> or, yeah, or that. For Can't real. So anyway, they were borrowing um, money from me or borrowing just I don't know, random things. And I would be like, you have a week to give it back. And if you don't, I'm charging you interest. Nice. And they were like, <laughs> you the bank. Is, yeah. I was the bank. And I was like, I'm bossy. Like, what is this? <laughs> so um, thinking back to things like that when I was little, and I was always like the one who wanted to be at the head of things. So when nobody mm. volunteered to who's going to lead this project, it was always me. So I always had leadership skills, and I'm just now realizing that that was my little ounce of entrepreneurship. Okay, so you had the juice the whole. Both of y'all had the juice the whole time. You know, just got woke up differently, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So what have you learned most about this journey um, of creating Mem Connect? What have you learned most about yourself? Fail fast. Yes, (laughs) one hundred percent. I learned that. Honestly, I learned that from Netta more so than anything else. One thing that's cool about, like, our partnership is, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, kind of, like, strategy and kind of, like, thinking this out and playing out, like, to mm-hmm. figure out all the different scenarios and how we kind of want to go about doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, execution. Like, we're just going to jump and make this happen. And it's, like, a good balance between, like, let's just fall back and wait a minute versus, like, mm-hmm. girl, we just got to make this happen. Let's just go. So I think that a lot of things that in, in entrepreneurship is just, like, there will never be a time where you will always feel 100% ready. And I think that even when we launched the MemConnect platform and the website all together, like, mm-hmm. I... Asking that I was over here freaking out, like, we still have to do this, and we still have to, like, I was over here going nuts. But at the end of the day, like, I think that there was, what was the quote? What was the quote? If you're not embarrassed by your first project, like, you launched too, it was like you launched if too late. If your first product's huh. perfect, you waited too late to launch yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's something, it, there Gotta you go. some skin in the game. So it's, I think it's learning that, like, in order for you to get the answers or to learn a lot more quickly, um, you just have to kind of do, not do in a way that you're mindless and that you have no type of like strategy or direction, but you just have to literally like do it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, cool. Adjust. What do we learn? Adjust. What do we learn Adjust. from that? Here's we're gonna. Here's the feedback. Let's pivot and let's keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. No one's stopping this train. Right. Nobody's stopping this train. I like that. What right. about you, Netta? What you learned about yourself? Um, I've honestly learned that I I can push myself to depth that I didn't know I could go. Mm-hmm. So you're passionate, right? Yeah. So sometimes you get comfortable in like a specific state that you're in. And this entrepreneurship is like, I'm up till 3 a.m. or I'm working mm-hmm. till 12 a.m. and I'm up till 5 a.m. and I got to go to work at 6 a.m. or whatever. It's like you have to make it work. And I feel like there's nothing that I can't do now if I, if I know I'm passionate. If I don't care about it, of course. I'm like, eh, whatever. Have you been able to recognize when you kind of feel so-so about something that means no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is like the biggest... Mm-hmm feeling mm-hmm. anything in life now i'll be like hmm that means i ain't doing it right yeah <laughs> it's like a gut feeling and right. like i talk to bianca about this all the time when i have a gut feeling and it's just like no i'm just like nah i don't need an explanation it's just throw your hands up i'm done with it now every blue moon i will say you know you push past it and you're like okay yeah. you know what that was a good decision yeah. yeah but at the same time you you know you pretty much know 
you know, in yeah. your gut and in your heart of hearts, I say. Like, I think it's, like, identifying, like, in your gut, like, if you're just, like, look, we're just not about to do this, like, mm-hmm. this isn't a thing, versus just, like, I just don't feel like yeah, it. Yeah, laziness like, there's versus, a dif- there's yeah. a strong difference, and we know what it is, like, I know I need to go to this, but I just don't feel like it. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like it is usually the ones that you're supposed to go to, right. and I know that there have been a lot of I don't feel like it, like, meetups or events that we've met some incredible people. Right. So it's been, like, okay, when we have that I don't feel like it, I have an attitude for a quick five minutes, but then I'm going. Like, right. I'm on the age train down to wherever I need to get to because right. I'm and I'm texting that I'm like you know I don't feel like doing this but we're gonna <laughs> probably meet some really good people but I don't feel like it so I'm just letting you know I want to be transparent hey <laughs> do it anyway that's what I call exactly. that right. yeah so like me I hate bad weather right just a real quick story I hate bad weather but I was in uh I was in Japan and it was like raining and you know you can't read the signs nothing like that and I was like you know what I'm just I'm gonna still go to Mount Fuji anyway and I went, and I caught this bus. I had to exchange currency. It was absolutely insane. And it was like my first day there. I'd only, I didn't even sleep, matter of fact. I just right. went and dropped my stuff off. One of the best experiences and best sights I've ever seen mm-hmm. in, in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that do-it-anyway attitude is takes you to the next level. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy, happy for you guys. Question for you. What has been your defining moment in life? Like, what was, like, one of your defining moments where you was like, you know what? I'm going to take this risk because I'm really excited to create the life that I want. So I have a crazy backstory about that. Um, So like we talked about earlier, I was a publicist prior to going into advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, I had graduated May 2014, and I was working at a small PR firm in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I'm from. Hey, Nashville. Um, So I was there for about four months, and I was like, this ain't cutting it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be in entertainment so bad, entertainment PR. So I I kept having a dream about an actress. And I was like, what? Why do I keep having a dream about her? So let me, being a PR nerd, I was like, let me Google her PR firm. So I did that. and um, Who's the actress? I don't even remember. <laughs> you never remember this I don't even remember. She was just right? the catalyst. <laughs> she was the catalyst. Do it. Right, okay. So um, I Googled her PR firm, and it led me to, like, a list of top ten PR firms across the country. And I was like, I'm just going to apply. I'm just going to send them my resume and see if they have any internship opportunities or entry-level positions and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. So the number one PR firm actually emailed me back, and they were like, let's do a phone interview. And I was like, okay. So I (laughs) didn't think I was going to get it. Then they were like, okay, when can you start? Um, Next next month. Oh, okay. So I'm in Nashville. Right. I'm in Nashville. I had never been to New York City in my life. I didn't know anything else about this firm. I didn't have, like, any money saved up to make this trip. Right. So I took my last paycheck at the firm that I was at. My mm-hmm. parents gave me some money, too. So maybe, like, $2,000 max. Mm-hmm. Booked my one-way flight, paid my first month's rent, came up here for an unpaid internship. Right. Left a job. Left it a came. job. Unpaid in New York. Unpaid internship. How was that grind? Tell us. What's up? So, I'm actually a member of Delta Sigma Theta. So, I have okay. met um, a soror who ran an after-school care um, thing in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So, she was like, I'll give you a job. Wow. So, I live in Brooklyn. Connect. Work in Manhattan, going to get this $100 a week from the Bronx. 
Hey, man, you got to get it. You got to get it. Find a way to make one right there. Right. So the PR firm that I was working at um, in Nashville actually let me stay on to work digitally. So I was, like, designing stuff for them, too. So that's where my rent money was coming from. Heard. $100, just a little extra stuff. Parents helping me out, of course. Mm-hmm. But Shout out to the parents. That was definitely my defining moment. And that's that's another thing where I say I can I feel like I can do whatever I want to. Nothing, I don't, there was nothing that stopped me from moving to New York. Not the money, not my parents not wanting me to go, not fear, anything. I knew that I was supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. So when you're passionate about something and when you really, really want something, you're going to make a way out of no way. Passion produces perseverance. Passion right? produces perseverance, yes. I'm going to get that tattooed over somewhere. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> um, so where was this? There were so many pivotal moments. There was from school, from getting kicked out of school to getting my way back into school to okay. basically like banging down these doors over at Penn State. Like, look, y'all going to take me back in. Like, and mm-hmm. literally coming in with all the receipts as to why you guys should take me back in because I'm just that person. What they put you out for? Uh, they put me out for being nuts, hanging out with all the wrong people and essentially not paying attention to my grades, not paying attention to my life. Like, they just was like, look, y'all going to have to go. So at that point, um, made a decision like that, and I was at a year indefinitely, for, indefinitely for a year, gotcha. um, and that was probably the most life learning experiences that I've probably mm. ever had because it was just like, what you have to do, like it was, it was literally one of those things like, are you going to, like, what do you want to do with your life? You were doing all, you were doing all the things that you thought you were supposed to be doing, or you were following people, and you were allowing people to make decisions for you, and you're smart. So, like, what are you really doing? Um, jumped back and got away, found a way back into school. Um, and even after graduating, knew that I wanted to go into media that last year that I was in school. And from that point, I had all, I, so I went to school for biobehavioral health. So I had all health, a health background. Okay. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to get with like a medical degree into the media industry. Like, I'm going to try and figure this out. It's all, I'm an international motivational speaker and I study fashion design and business. Listen, we got here fly though. <laughs> we, we here. You know <laughs> like, what I mean? fly though. <laughs> so then at that point, um, you know, I thought, I, for whatever reason in my mind, like, I'd probably watch a couple of Oprah classes, master classes, and hey, as you should. swore I was going to get a job, like, right after school and interviewed, and I was just, like, feeling myself, and I didn't get a job for a good, like, two years in media. So, like, at that point, I, I interviewed, and it went well, at least I thought, but I didn't get the job. So, mm-hmm. at that point, I was working over at the gym. Um, there was a, a menswear designer that was working there, Edward Armai, and he was just like, look, like, I know that you're trying to do, but you need to learn how business works. You need to learn how the world works. You could work with me for a little bit, like, in, until, like, you kind of figure out what you want to do. So I was his executive assistant for about, I want to say, a good nine months. So, like, packaging bow ties and pocket squares and, like, putting all these things into and shipping them out to Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom because it, it was a luxury menswear line. At that point, <clears throat> I knew I just, I, I, I kind of outgrew that position. It was great. Sometimes there were days where I was just, like, I'm miserable. But probably one of the best positions that I've ever had. It's always those positions that you just, like, you're super-duper miserable miserable that you learn yeah. the most when you look back and you know all the crystal ball um we started working over at nars cosmetics and makeup and fashion started understanding how forecasting and how like that mm-hmm. sales process worked um still kind of similar to the fashion and beauty industry so it's still kind of like caddy in that regard no shades in nars but it was cool but i was just like i just know you know what 
I need to be a media and I'm playing myself right now. Like I I got all the skills I need to do. I am the person that I am already need to be in order for me to get to where I need to get to. Mm -hmm. So let me just make this happen for myself. And I got laser, laser, laser focus. This is probably 2015. Laser, super duper laser focus. Um, and had three offers on the table to three different companies in media. And at that point it was just like, okay, well, here's a launch of my career, and now we're here. So it it, it was a lot of like you know that there's like a map with like entrepreneurship and how it's just like it looks like a whole like you just over here like Absolutely. left right up down back forth and left like and then it's a straight line everyone up. thinks it's a straight That's line and I, I literally was over here doing the cupid shuffle over to like my first job <laughs> so it was just it was a lot of understanding that it was just like I was actually picking up skills I may not have necessarily felt like this is what I was should have been doing at that time but I think everything happens for a reason in divine order so like now we're here so now that y'all are here and y'all had these defining moments, defining moments on this journey up until this point, how have you been able to stay motivated? Because you've had these challenges where you're out of school. You had these challenges four months in. You're like, dude, what? And then you come to New York. You don't know it. I know you had a hard time figuring out the train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. And my oh, phone would phone. die. So yeah. I was just like aimlessly trying to figure it out. Because, you know, at this point, you could really depend on. See, when I first came to New York, we was just doing the maps. We didn't have the apps. You feel me? But if your phone died, you, you know what I mean? Lost. Somebody, I remember, told me to meet them on like, um, like 12th and 7th or something like that. No, there was like 17th and 7th. I literally went looking for 17th Avenue. Mm. That doesn't exist. No. Like, <laughs> so, no. you know, where, it where took me a at? second What's to figure this out. I'm from California. You sound like he in DC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I went to school in the A. You know, the Marta ain't got nothing. I'd have been to train systems in, in Rome and London. London, sort of, but nobody's train system is as, you know, right. uh, serious as New York. So mm. how do you guys stay motivated on, on this journey? And how have you? I think it's, like, me personally is having a partner, having Bianca. Like she was talking about earlier, when she's down, I'm up. When I'm up, she's down. And it's that balance that, um, and sometimes we're up at the same time. It's not like somebody's up and down all the time. But um, when that does happen, we have somebody that can pull us up. We have somebody that's telling us, don't give up. We send each other, like, quotes and stories about other people that made it or this podcast that was inspirational and they struggle with some of the same things we're struggling create with now uh-huh. yeah the create your life series uh-huh. um uh-huh. and another really good podcast is um npr's how i built this i listen oh, yeah. to it like every yeah. week and i'm like yo so you're telling me southwest went through some of the things that we're doing now mm-hmm. so i'm like oh we got it we're gucci so just hearing those stories um having bianca to continually pull me up having me to pull her up i think that keeps me motivated also family and friends that understand like I said earlier um surround yourself with people who are going through the same things that you're going through so they can give you advice and things like that retweet netta um (laughs) (laughs) strong retweet um I also think that um in the process of just like going through the journey of like entrepreneurship I think also just sharing I think sharing what you're doing because sometimes you entrepreneurship there's an art to it like there's there's a there's a level of being an artist where you're kind of like sensitive about like certain things that happen with it and you want to protect it and it's just like sometimes it's not ready sometimes it is and you know etc and like for me I know that I'm good for just like if I'm working I'm working like sorry y'all I'm busy like it's just like I'm very like I kind of go into a zone but sometimes you need to just like look up and be like look I'm working on this or hey I'm over on um, the create your life series today like hey like share with your successes and the things that you're doing and keep people involved because people want to check in and be like, yo, how's it going? Like what's going on? And like the days when you just like, 
it's a little rough and it's just like oh somebody's asking me let me go write this report real quick like it's just it becomes that and like again like being having a partner that keeps you accountable I think that something with entrepreneurship is just like they the internet i.e. like social uh, social media Instagram they make entrepreneurship look really sexy it's and not, it no, is it's not, not let's be clear <laughs> it's not actually that I cute I really go to bed before 3 like Listen. it's really not that cute and so I think that just understanding like Understanding that, like, you don't even have to be, like, the only... Like, sometimes I guess, like, you need to be, like, the boss. Or you need to be, like, the person that's only, like, everyone follows my orders. And it's just, like, realistically speaking, like, that's not actually really a thing. Like, you need a yeah. team. Like, you yeah. need people, like, yes, there's a, you, it, it's that's not, not That's not how lead, real leadership really, really works. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing that just to boss people around or just to tell people what to do all the time, like... I don't know apart. if you're doing entrepreneurship right. Like, because I think that there are times, like, yes, you're going to have to do things uh, by yourself. And some things you just have to kind of keep yourself accountable. But at the same time, it's like you need to understand that a team will keep you accountable and mm-hmm. also and, and honestly test your own leadership skills, too. OK, so what three things would you guys tell someone who is looking to create their best life? Um, one, don't give up. It's going to be hard. Like we say, entrepreneurship is not sexy. But if you're passionate about it, passion produces perseverance. Um, Two, we're going to go back to my quote and just repurpose some content. Take yourself seriously. Absolutely. Um, You need to, if there's anyone that's going to be behind what you need to be doing, it's going to be you first and foremost. Like, it's not your mom's responsibility. It's not your friend's responsibility. It's your responsibility for you to understand, like, what you're doing, what your vision is. Mm -hmm. And three, make valuable connections and nurture them. Nurture. Um, Meet people, like I said, meet people who are doing the same things you do. Um, Ask them questions, but don't just be a tech-tech person. See what you can give to them. And then keep those connections, like, be friends with these people in real life. Right. And even if, and I think that's something that Netta and I have been doing is just, like, when we meet up with people, it's just, like, all right, like, there people are very willing to help us, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, it's just, like, sometimes we get so much good information. We're just, like, wait a minute, time out. Like, what do you need? What do you need from us? What can we do to help you? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? And they like, what do you mean? Like, no, like, Reciprocal. this isn't going to be Reciprocal. some type of, like, me pick your brain and then, like, you walk away, like. And I don't hear from you. I don't hear from you. No, no, no. Tell me what, what do you need to do? What do you need us to do? Okay. So what's next for you ladies and Mem Connect? What's the goals? This year, we are really working on consistency. So we have a bunch of events planned coming Q2, Q3, Q4. Um, Digital events are always on. Yeah, so it's just really the programming, um, the Meeting of the Minds panel series that we're working with our team, with our team, looking out for end of April. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our uh, Twitter chats and Slack chats, so kind of curated around that too, and just talking about what's happening in Women's History Month, what's happening over in Black History Month, like what are the things that are happening um, just in media in general. So a lot of that is very much so like follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. M-I-M yeah. Connect. Exactly. That's my next question. How can our <laughs> listeners, how can the Create Your Life Series family stay connected? Connected with you ladies. So we're Mem Connect on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. That's M I M C O N N E C T and memconnect.com for our website. And individually, how do people stay connected with you if they want to follow your journey? I'm just Netta Dobbins on everything N E T T A D O B B I N S. I'm Bianca Jante on Instagram and Miss Bianca Jante on Twitter. Can you spell your last name for us, please? Yes, J E A N T Y. Shout out to the Haitians and the okay. Zulus or whatever. Shout out to the Haitians, I say. So, um, 
ladies, thank you so much for being on the Create Your Life series. Thank you for Um, inviting us out. My absolute pleasure. So Create Your Life series family, what we're going to do is we're going to cut to a quick musical break and then we're going to come back with a recap of what we learned from the founders of MIM Connect, uh, Netta Dobbins and Bianca Ginti. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. We just had the opportunity to have on the founders of MIM Connect, Netta Dobbins and Bianca Ginti. And we got a wealth of information from them. And so as always, I want to make sure that I give you a recap so that you could take away the blessings that we have gotten from our guests. So some of the things that they said is that they read a lot and they read a lot of their industry uh, publications as well as especially Adweek and they utilize LinkedIn times 20. (laughs) They also said that it's important to have great mentors and Netta actually talked about the fact that she has a boss who really pushes her to the next level. So I thought that that was really, really important and key. Then he also said that you need to uh, seek out, be honest with yourself and seek out the areas in which you need to exceed and excel in order to build and take your career to the next level. Because they said that it's easy to get these entry level positions, but it's it's important for you to work on yourself and to work on the things that you know and be honest with yourself in order to move to the next level. Uh, something else that they said, they actually gave us the tools that helped them to build this company and expand. They said, of course, they started off with GroupMe and then two weeks they had 300 people and they said you know what we're too big for group me so now they operate primarily on slack uh trello they use mailchimp mailchimp is their best friend and google calendar they talked about the fact that they even have to they're so busy and so involved in what it is that they're doing because they're working nine to five and then after nine to five oh i'm sorry nine until and then after that until they go and do work on their own projects until and so they said that it's important for them to even schedule in lunches with their best friends to achieve that balance and in terms of achieving that balance is very important you know to be clear and create hard stops is what bianca said she said that's the way that she achieves balance is to say you know what i'm going to work on this for x amount of time and then from there then i'm going to decide how much more i need to be working on something and then move over and start to do stuff that man she vets her prospects if somebody said they want to meet with her she says how's your schedule next week just to see if they want to follow through so as i always say you know the fortune is in the follow-up you know but the proof is really in the details we'll talk about that another time another tip that they gave they told us to fail fast so that you can learn quickly And then something else that we spoke about was do it anyway. If you don't feel like going, that's probably where you need to be, you know, in terms of uh, expanding yourself and doing more. Then they gave us a couple quotes. Passion produces perseverance. Love that. And then the other one, take yourself more seriously than anyone else will. And then also the importance of laser focus, because that's what helps you to build your career and for you to hone in. And they also said that they stay motivated uh, through the balance of having each other. So you definitely understand that the entrepreneurial journey is not one for yourself and not one that you can achieve great things with by yourself. So you got to have somebody else with you, you know, and again, leadership is by example and not by trying to tell people and boss people around. So beautiful people, I definitely want you to keep that in mind um, as you're going and you're persevering on these different journeys. And also they said that, you know, it's important to share your successes. Because when you share your success, then it inspires others who are also dumping time into you and inspiring you as well. And also make valuable connections and nurture them. So be somebody's real friend, not just somebody who's taken and taken and taken. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. 
Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week. Create your life. 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 Create your life.